You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pit Pass Radio. America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. And you know, part of our deal with uh, RacerX, we always tell you, check out their website, uh, grab up a subscription. You might get a free t-shirt or a, what do you call it, Tony, a calendar or something, bottle opener. Mm. I got the coolest bottle opener in Pittsburgh at the NCAAs. You know, I was there announcing the NCAAs this last week, right? And uh, uh, one of our sponsors, Barbarian Apparel, uh, has this uh, incredible flat. looks like about the size of a credit card, and it has a bottle opener on it. Perfect timing for me. Since you don't (laughs) drink beer. Well, you could maybe have some root beer. Well, he said that. Maybe a good sarsaparilla or something. It'll it'll open up a, a root beer bottle. But, it's like uh, a credit card thing you put in your wallet and it's yeah, got a yeah. what there's else can no you do? knife on it can there's you no like knife. but could you like maybe whoop, whoop, whoop. maybe no i'm not doing the rap thing okay sorry could you like maybe file it down on the on the concrete floor and maybe like make a shiv out of it sure or i could cut somebody That'd you be bet sick, bro. You, a piece of metal that thin anyway you should be able to arc it through the air and cut somebody's jugular let's give it a shot i got out in the car <clears> i'll <throat> go get it and the jack you want to you want to participate in the experiment no. Oh, okay then. Go to the rough side of Des Moines later and see what's up. Maybe <laughs> hey, we go to the east side. No, I will be going home after this. All right. Well. By the way, uh, congratulations to my mother-in-law who is now ninety-seven. Gee, uh, she's going to be inducted in the East High Hall of Fame, and uh, they did her interview earlier this week. And um, what an outstanding job she did uh, with the Q and A and the memories and all that kind of stuff. So should be a, a bundle of fun on the tenth of next month as we have uh, I think it's a luncheon and uh, it'd be it'd be a neat way to kind of salute her and her many years of service to uh, Des Moines Public Schools. She was a teacher or what? No, she was uh, the one that makes the the school go. She was the lunch the, lady. The, <laughs> for me it was yeah no for for her she, she was the secretary yeah. by the way my uh, my goal in life is to be able to make cinnamon rolls and regular rolls as tall as the lunch ladies did i have no idea how they did it you're the strangest you're st- i said this off air many times you're probably my strangest friend i am you're a weirdo well i know i've got it all written down and you too. don't use your front brake enough nearly enough well no i i have literally started to use my front brake more than my back brake ever 70 percent says it right on the, the uh, motor motorcycle license test 70 percent of your braking and a guy like brandon robinson maybe not so much brandon how much do you ride that front brake do you use the front do you ever use the back brake and if not why tt's oh man dude i use the back back brake all the time Thank she's you. glowing right yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brandon Robinson, our guest uh, in this particular portion of the program, brought to you in part by Hicklin Power Sports and Wiseco. Wiseco, if they're not at a dealer near you, ask them. Say, hey, what's up? 
and maybe they'll even carry Wiseco products or be able to order it for you. Competing in American Flat Track Twins is our guest. Brandon, uh, how's that working out for you? Uh, man, it's been a pretty good start to the season for me, honestly. You know, I'm not notoriously known as a good TT rider, and I snuck out of Daytona with, a, with an eighth place, which I was pretty happy with overall. And then, uh, yeah, this past weekend in Atlanta, we were able to rip off the win at the short track. And, uh, man, couldn't start the year off any better, switching teams and, and having a win already early in the season. So a podium is a pretty big deal, I think, and for anybody, you know, just that early in the season to, to kind of sets the tone for you and, and uh, probably a little bit of a motivator for you for the next round so you can you're probably excited to go racing oh uh, hell yeah man i get to i get to sit on this one for about four weeks so that's pretty cool you know it's always good when you get a little bit of break and you're the you know like as, as i say you're only as good as your last race so i'm gonna be the guy you know, that won the last race for four weeks so i get to sit on my confidence high and and take that into texas and i'm pretty excited man it's uh it's been a crazy little journey in the last year for me you know with uh our last two years i guess i'll be with the factory harley team and having some struggles there the last couple of years and then taking the risk and walking away from that program to do a privateer deal on the Indian platform. And, and uh, you know, I'm just excited that it's all kind of played out in my favor and it's all um, turning out for the better. If you said, I'm going to win one race this year, would it have been Atlanta? Uh, man, I, probably not, but I'll take it. <laughs> There's a whole bunch left, right? Exactly. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good uh, overall on all the oval tracks, so I feel like I got a shot at 13 more. <laughs> so the, there was a time when uh, Mies, I thought, would it looked like Jared was going to run away from it, run away with it, I should say, from you and, and the rest of the field. Um, it, it took you some, some time to reel him back in, but um, what was there, about five, six laps left? You, uh, you, you, you went to work on him. Talk about that, I guess. I mean, we all know Jared Mies, too, and, and we respect him. Um, for you though, as a as one of his peers, one of his competitors, you know, do you how do you go to work on a guy like that, and and what to, to kind of take us through the five la six laps that you did it? Man, yeah, Jared is without a doubt the toughest competitor in flat track. Man, that guy is always on top of it. He's always trying to figure out ways to go faster. And, and anytime you think he's kind of out of it, he just figures it out, and he's always right there in the front in the main events. So you can never count him out, and and. He always gets really, really good stars, and that's like his his number one saving grace. You know, he's, he's a great racer, but the stars are phenomenal. He gets off front, gets a clear track all the time, and able to put in good, consistent laps. And yeah, I was just kind of I was chasing him there. I got in the second, you know, fairly early in the race, and was able to work on, you know, grind it out and run him down a little bit. And uh, I knew about halfway through I had something for him. I had a shot to win, and um, I just wanted to buy my time. I didn't want to make my move too early because I knew how smart Jared is. You know, if I I pass him, I show him my line too early in the race. He can have enough time to figure it out and counter move on me. So I just sat there. I waited for the five lap the board to go. And, and, uh, I saw him making a little bit of mistakes in one and two. And, and, uh, as soon as I saw him one more, I just pounced and I got around, around, around the outside. And, and I just put my head down. I just tried to stay as consistent as smooth as possible. And, and, uh, thankfully he wasn't able to mount another charge and I was able to cross the checkered flag with the win. So when you say you saw him make a little mistake, is it something that we would have seen when I wasn't there at Atlanta, but something we could have seen uh, in the stands maybe, or is it something like just, a, you know, because you get off, you get out of the groove or whatever just a little bit sometimes, and it's hard to recognize as a fan, but as a racer you can, you know, you're looking down the line, you got that thousand-yard stare or whatever it is, and you can 
You know what I mean? You 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 know when he's going to break or when he's going to chop the gas and pitch it in or whatever. What what, what mistake did he make specifically? Um, for me, I mean, it wasn't a, a crazy big mistake. It was more or less just you just tell his bike and him. He was he was starting to get a little bit loose getting into the corners, especially in the middle of one and two. He was just breaking loose a little sideways, not rolling very good. And uh, man, that's where my strength was all all day. I was just rolling the center of the corners really really good, and Gary able to keep the momentum rolling through the corners and. And as soon as I saw, saw him starting to struggle, I knew that was right my uh, place to pounce on him. And, uh, yeah, he just, like I said, he made a little bobble, just broke loose a little bit more than he might have had any other time in the race. And, and it just killed his killed his drive, and I was able to roll right around him. So, you know, just kind of little things that I see when I'm behind someone chasing them that I, I you know, I put in a, a plan of motion to try to pass somebody. We're talking with Brandon Robinson, who's uh, celebrating a win at the Atlanta Short track here recently. Um, in this series, the last year has been Indian. I mean, they've been so dominant. You're racing one. Um, Jared Meese obviously is on one. The the winner um, of the Daytona TT, Breyer, he was on one. Um, are we going to see anything besides an Indian win a race this year? I mean, even Henry Wiles is racing one. And so I'd say, hey, Peoria, there you go. We're going to see a Cowie win. But now he's on an Indian. So are we going to see anything besides an Indian win? Um, I think on the miles you might see, you know, Smith on the Cowie and um, Yamaha's like J.D. Beach and Jake Johnson potentially being up front. But, man, those Indians are so good. Um, there's a the reason they've been winning everything. You know, those purpose-built motorcycles, dude. They, uh, man, as soon as I hopped on, hop on one here this winter, um, after my my contract was up, I'm like, man, no wonder I've been getting my ass kicked the last couple of years. So, <laughs> uh, and they are phenomenal bikes, man. They are really, really good. And, uh, it's like riding an XR on steroids, man. They just work so good to put the power to the ground, and man, they accelerate like a Jap bike. So it's, it's kind of got the best of both worlds. And it was a perfect storm for Harley to, to lose. They come with a brand new platform. They 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 brought a knife to a gunfight. You right? They they uh, the, the XR I think would have done better than what they had. Yeah, I would agree with that, you know, but Harley was committed with, with running a new platform and you know, I commend them for that, you know. They did a they done a lot of uh done a lot of work to get them things to where they're at and you know, obviously I think they're getting a little bit better yet still, you know, Vandercoy, uh he's had a couple fourth places to start the season, so it's it's cool to see them, you know, the sport needs Harley to do well as well. So um for me, man, I was just I was at a point where I need I'm getting kinda old, so uh how old are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm closer. Uh, I'm 28 now. So, wow, that's just ancient. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well. Are you getting the AARP card yet? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I got a couple in the mail, yeah. <laughs> About but, Social Security no, on that yet? I'm trying, trying. They won't give it to me yet. Yeah, good luck. Speaking of old, when you say you're 28, mm-hmm. Tell a guy like Chris Carr you're 28 and you're getting old and see what the... <laughs> He'll still kick your butt. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about on the track, but uh, maybe in the pits. He's pretty short, though. Well, he, Chris that's, is pretty he, short. He, I don't know. You take a few yeah, jabs on and run quickly. <laughs> you got a good foot and a half on him, I think, oh, Brandon. Yeah. Are you oh, looking yeah. forward to Texas half mile? Chris is like four foot eight. He is pretty short. Very tiny. He is pretty short, man. You got to uh, see his yeah. shoes. We're going to work with him later this year, Scott. <laughs> In Downport. Oh, is he coming? Yeah. He's going to be the, he's gonna wear the hat, the Grand Poobah. Nice. And give him the, yep, little feather. Is, is, is our guest going to show up in uh, in Downport? I doubt it, but we're going to see him in Springfield the next day, aren't we? Or two uh-huh, days after. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Awesome. 
So Texas, half mile, you looking forward to it? Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I got this momentum from Atlanta rolling into it. And, and actually, Texas was the, the place I did my best last year on, on the XG. So uh, I'm looking forward to going there with the Indian and then seeing what we can uh, whip out on the night. It looks like we go to Arizona. Um, I know you go to Paris, which is actually Paris, California. Paris, Southern, Cal- yeah. Southern California, then Sacramento. Um, and then we're going to do the mile number one, Springfield, which is um, huge. over uh, Memorial Day weekend. And then Lexington, Kentucky, the Red Mile. I've I've been there. Um, great track. Are you a fan? You like the red dirt? Yeah, man. I've, uh, I've had some pretty good results there the last two years. And track's pretty unique and cool. And uh, the area is awesome, dude. It's like the horse country there is beautiful. So I'm looking forward to going back there for sure. They still build Toyotas there? Make I know. <laughs> Maybe you'll win a Toyota. Toyotas uh, <laughs> everywhere now. Yeah, they did. They used to build them in Lexington, Kentucky. I sure. remember we went there. Huh. Um, so all these 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 events I'm talking about. Is there any that you just go, man? I don't think we should be racing there. I or I <laughs> or I wish I didn't have to go race that one. Man, if I said I didn't wish I had to go to one, it'd probably be that Arizona GT. That, that seems kind of wild. There's a lot of jumps in it, some big stuff, and uh, a lot of unknowns. You know, I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. So that's kind of one I'm not overly looking forward to, but. Um, I don't know. We're all racers. We all got the same track, so I got to go there and, and suck it up, you know, and, and do my job. That's in Chandler, right? I believe so, yeah. Right yeah. outside Phoenix. Yep, yep. The Wild Horse something or other park. Um, you're not the only guy to talk about that one, that they <laughs> they maybe take early. Maybe that's why the Law Tigers is the title sponsor of that one. Maybe yeah, like uh, – <laughs> 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 uh, So you're, you're – uh, Equipment, obviously, you've got to be stoked on it. Riding the Indian, um, it seems to be working for you. Um, so the bike that when you originally threw your leg over that bike, yeah, and the bike that you won on this past race in Atlanta on the twenty third uh, this past weekend, do, do you? How much different is it? I mean, is it pretty much? Well, it's not bone stock. <clears throat> no, I, I don't mean that. I just mean like how much. How much setup has there been gone gone into it for Brandon Robinson versus what Jared's racing or whatever? Um, honestly, not too much. You know, from the first time I rode it, we've made pretty similar or pretty significant changes, um, like small ones, really. Uh, you know, the suspension is actually the same stuff that I started on. Uh, obviously, we got it done for myself going into it, but. Uh, you know, realistically, we haven't changed forks or shocks or nothing. I mean, we, we played a little bit around with, you know, eccentrics and moving the front end out and back and, you know, giving some more swing arm angle and stuff, but just little things, you know. It's crazy how good those bikes work. It, the biggest thing for me was just getting comfortable on it, not not being used to what that bike was going to do underneath me and trusting what the bike was going to do. And I haven't had a bike underneath me in the last couple of years that I, I go to the corner, I'm like thinking, oh, man, I can still go in harder. You know, it, it's kind of one of them deals, so. Um, trying to find those limits and boundaries. That's that's the biggest uh, challenge for me right now. So it's just power to the ground. The, the thing, obviously, the chassis is terrific. Tons of power. Mm. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited for you, Brandon. I'm I'm glad to see you get a win. Um, who are? Is there anything new going on other than the motorcycle? Is there anything else? Is there more to the story for you as far as? maybe your training, maybe your personal life that you want to share that's been a positive for your racing program? 
<laughs> and uh, honestly, everything's pretty much been the same. I've actually been uh, I've been in a camp for the last three months in, in Florida training. <laughs> so um, kind of our old school route, you know, flashback style, living out of a van and living out of a camper. You know, I don't have that fancy, glamorous factory life anymore, so I'm, I'm kind of low-budgeted things this year, but it's... Uh, it comes and goes. Cool. I'm just getting back to the basics, man, and I think, I guess that makes you hungry or makes you want it, want it more. I don't exactly. want to have a real job. So. You train with Johnny, or who, who are you doing, who are you hanging out with in Florida? Um, The last couple of months I've been down here with uh, Jared Vandercoy and Corey Texter, and uh, we've had, um, you know, the Bauman brothers are both there. Te- cool. There as well, and uh, yeah, just uh, just a bunch of people coming up, like Rispoli. We're hanging uh, out with Johnny Rock Page. I don't know if you knew that. Ah, nah. Yeah, <laughs> dude rocks. <laughs> no, we're uh, not. Yeah. No, we're not. Do you know who Johnny Rock Page is? Oh, I know exactly who he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend, dude. He is a legend. Uh, remember that time he ran for president? Yep, yep. And then he got caught stealing uh, mm-hmm. like a money machine or something. No, that's not true at all. He. <laughs> Scott, what was the deal with him and Paris Hilton? I don't know. Paris has kind of fallen off the radar, isn't she? She's considering changing her name from Paris Hilton to Paris Hyatt. It's just another hotel change. That's you see a what stupid I did there? joke. Yeah, works for me. All right, Brandon, who do you want to thank for uh, helping you go racing? Ah uh, man, this year obviously Jerry Kennedy first and foremost, uh, Kennedy Racing, uh, crew chief Brent Armbruster and our Brewster family, and then just all of our smaller sponsors, like Arai Helmets, Motion Pro, Saddleman, Full Spectrum, Evans Coolant. Uh, man, there's so many people. Kicker Radio, uh, so many people that just help us out. And what does Kicker me. Radio do for you? Oh, uh, man, hook us up with some badass stereos. Yeah. All kinds of goodies. So, so your yeah. your 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 bike has got a what stereo on it and multiple speakers course, and man. stuff? Everything does. Nice. <laughs> Makes <laughs> real... Makes real motorcycle noises, doesn't it? <laughs> Got the sprinter van just rocking, don't you? Ooh, hey. Always. They're bumping going down the road. Dude. Bumping. Did you hear what oh, he yeah. did there, Tony? You know what? That when you're you know you've got it figured out when you can when you've got your four year old in the back of your sprinter van yeah. and you're on your way to the races yeah. and you're listening to the Elmo song or whatever and you can hear the subs kinda going. That's when I get a little bit of a smile. I'm like that's right. <laughs> what about the shark song? Is she, yeah, that's shark do do do. We did. We went. So I had to drop a bike off yesterday. A guy working on it for me because I hate working on motorcycles. And it's a, a town that's like thirty minutes away. And my buddies, uh, like this couple that I was, I took my chick and my kid, and and this couple like they wanted to take us out to dinner. I'm like, well, how about we go to over to this other town? I got to drop a bike off. So we take the Sprinter van because it fits everybody, and I got yeah. the bike in the back, and. Um, I played that Baby Shark yeah, song. Yeah, I kind of like it. I've not worn out of it yet. Charlotte, my daughter, loves it. And, and Susan Dude, you can thought, sing that song. I about got thrown out of the van while I was driving for playing that song. Everybody hates that song, I guess. Well, uh, there are several stars on uh, on the YouTube that are singing it to their kids. They apparently like it. I bet they don't still. <laughs> there it is. My God, Leanne is actually doing the shark thing. <laughs> All right, here's the deal, Brandon. This is now your song, your official song. Every oh, time you're on man. the show, you're lucky. The my walk, that's my new walkout song. Your new walkout song. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy boy. Hey, have a good one. Thanks for joining us, and appreciate you playing along. Okay.
No worries, guys. Appreciate you having me on again. You betcha, man. Brandon Robinson. And uh, no relation to uh, the Swiss family, Robinson, apparently. You don't know that. You well, didn't ask him. I, 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 is he gone? Is no, Brandon gone? Jack, can you bring him back up uh, real, real quick? Oh, okay. Brandon, are you uh, any relation to the Swiss family, Robinson? It's a good possibility. Mm. See? Okay. Got the well. same last name, man. I don't know who we'll find out. We'll look that but they're name. Swiss, right? They're Swiss. Yeah, I don't know. I might be from Swiss. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. You like Swiss cheese? <laughs> yeah, I do. Back after this. Stay tuned. This is Jason Conlon, Pro Supermoto Racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Racing. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers. Every episode of Double Down with Breslow is packed with insider tips, deeply skilled analysis, and in-depth discussions. Don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting. Listen to Double Down with Breslow on the Evergreen Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Double Down with Breslow, the business of sports betting podcast.